The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, February 12th, 2012. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 185 on a lovely, pleasant afternoon here in Melbourne, Australia. Grant, uh, I tell you what, things might be pleasant for us, but uh, not so pleasant for Qantas. They've got more wing crack problems. This from Channel 10 News. Qantas has taken one of its super jumbos out of service after hairline cracks were discovered in its wings. Engineers discovered 36 hairline cracks in the A380's wings during inspections. The plane had been hit by severe turbulence over India on a flight from London to Singapore last month, but Qantas says the cracks have been traced to an Airbus manufacturing fault. Yeah, that's right, folks. These are the same uh, wing crack issues that have been affecting all A380s around the world. Now with the latest update from EASA, every uh, A380 has to be inspected, not just the uh, ones with the most cycles and duty time. But uh, it's interesting that Qantas have actually taken theirs out of service for the checks. Uh, This aircraft, Kingsford Smith, was involved in uh, going through some very severe turbulence over India, but uh, I think they took it out of service because they wanted to give it a very thorough check. Yeah, I think Qantas, obviously, after the incident that they had with their uh, first A380, 380 uh, back a couple of years ago now I think they will be very very touchy and uh, being uh, I would say being very very overcautious here they were actually saying that these were less serious than the quote unquote type 2 cracks that led to the EASA directive uh, a month or so back so obviously this is an, an issue that's not going to go away for any A380 operator and of course Qantas uh, being the the you know the big player in the game down in this part of the world well you know they've, they've got their reputation they don't want it uh, any more uh, stymied than it has been in recent years so I can understand them being very very cautious here yeah I think it was just a very thorough examination they were giving the aircraft. Uh, their other A380s were not grounded. They continued to fly. Uh, it's all part of the the requirement to check all those aircraft and those wing rib skin fittings. So yeah, there's the Type 1 cracks, which are small and hairline, and there's the Type 2 ones, which have developed uh, in areas close to one of the fuel tanks in the wing. Uh, they're a little bit more severe cracking. Uh, so I'd say that Qantas found the Type 1 cracking in this aircraft. Well, speaking of cracking and things breaking away, we know that the alliance they had with Etihad Airways cracked in half and split away last year, late last year. In fact, Etihad split from their arrangement with Qantas and went with Virgin Australia instead. Etihad uh, has been in the news this week saying they're finally starting to turn a profit and their chief executive, James Hogan, a former ANSET man, is saying that uh, they're very, very happy with the revenue that's coming in from their uh, alliance with Virgin Australia. In fact, uh, they're saying it's up 700%. Yeah, that's pretty fascinating how big a jump they've had. Yeah, right back when this happened, when Etihad switched from Qantas to Virgin, it was definitely the old boys network. Uh, Hogan and Borghetti have been friends for ages. I believe they may have worked together at some point in the early days of their careers, but uh, definitely known each other and been friends for a long time. And sure enough, Borghetti comes in at Virgin and the next thing you know, Etihad's switching over. So it would appear that it's been a pretty good change for Etihad. They certainly seem to have been uh, quite aggressive in their marketing. I'm noticing a lot more ads for this co-chair agreement in uh, a lot of the media here. So uh, Qantas, on the other hand, Qantas is always uh, advertising. They, They spend a lot of money on their print media advertising. I think Virgin's a little bit more sporadic in the way they do it, but I have noticed that uh, they're really pushing these deals more in line with their alliance with Etihad. Well, speaking of Virgin and pushing and uh, perhaps uphill, a uh, Virgin pilot is suing the airline over having to lug around a heavy flight bag. Boy, didn't this make uh, news around the world this week? I think it was only a minor article that uh, popped up somewhere in some of the local press here, but uh, I've seen it tweeted all around the world. (laughs) That's right, mate. It's uh, pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, pilots do carry around a lot of weight in those flight bags, uh, a lot of manuals and things like that, and there is a move to going to electronic flight bags. But uh, yeah, interesting that he's gone for the uh, OHS and uh, lawsuit path. 
This pilot's name actually is a first officer. Uh, he's reported as being uh, First Officer David Kloster. Uh, he's seeking more than a million dollars in lost earnings and expenses after hurting himself picking up an 18 kilo bag. He says the bag could have been stored electronically or left in the aircraft. Well, that would make our friend Baz pretty happy if everybody used his app, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I think Baz would be pretty ecstatic if Virgin outfitted every pilot with an iPad and Oz runways. He'd be, um, yeah, I think he'd be looking at a jet rather than a new prop. Well, you know, there's been some interesting things found in uh, in Virgin Aircraft. You know, in fact, I think they've been coming up with some new plans for luggage. In fact, I think they've been hiring a consultant. Anyways, the key to this plan is the giant laser. Wow, they've got lasers on Virgin Aircraft. No, no, mate, you got that one a bit wrong. I think you need to reassess your uh, consultant there. <laughs> it wasn't a laser on a Virgin Aircraft. It was a taser. Oh, how boring. Yeah, so it doesn't quite have the same ring, does it? Mm, a giant taser. <laughs> oh, well, sorry, Dr. Evil, you'll have to wait. Oh, well, yeah, this was actually discovered in the overhead locker of a flight from uh, Melbourne to Adelaide uh, just during the week. And, um, yeah, it makes me wonder how it actually made it through uh, all this wonderful security we've supposedly got here. Yeah, that's right. It was uh, found in a passenger's carry-on baggage by one of the flight attendants. So exactly the question to ask, how did that get through? What else is getting through? And just how effective is our security theatre? Yeah, well, security theatre. Well, according to our wonderful Federal Minister for Transport, Anthony Albanese, it's going to be wonderful. Now the security theatre is being ramped up as full body scanners are being introduced here to Australia. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, $28 million being sent straight to L3 Communications. No questions asked. Give us these systems, but they are different to the ones in the US. They only show the stick figures, which I believe they're now implementing in the US, and they work on a different emission system to the ones in the US. Uh, These ones are actually valid in Europe. They pass all the um, emission rules and so on, but uh, still it's going to be another part of security theatre. That $28 million could be spent much better in helping to improve our security. Uh, these, These scanners, mate, it's just another the joke. It's another military defense company going, hmm, well, we're not making as much on the uh, war front. Let's switch to security. Everyone loves security. And right now, no questions are asked. If you say the spending is for homeland security, no one asks, no one questions, no one's brave enough to. Can I just ask a question about this, Grant? How many terrorists have been caught coming through Australian ports, uh, let's say since 9-11? I think the number zero comes very, very close to mind. There's been a few uh, homegrown terrorists who've been discovered through good old-fashioned police work. But it's interesting that since 9-11, the increase in road fatalities in the US has more than exceeded the number of people who have been killed in terrorist acts anywhere in the world. Well, it seems that uh, the Australian government is uh, hell-bent on making the uh, the experience of coming into Australia just as unpleasant as it is going through an airport in the US. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is just craziness. But, mate, speaking of theatre, we've got a bit of theatre going on in the uh, Senate inquiry to the changes to the Qantas Sale Act. The Qantas Sale Act was introduced some time ago when uh, British Air Airways was buying a percentage of Qantas and uh, the once nationalised air carrier was being sold off to the public and uh, the legislation was introduced to make sure that only 49% of the company could be owned by foreign entities. Uh, The rest of it had to be owned, managed, operated and controlled by Aussies. Yep, and uh, Qantas CEO Alan Joyce has been fronting the uh, Senate inquiry this week. He's uh, claiming basically that if uh, Qantas is not allowed to restructure the way he and his management team propose, that would put the entire airline at risk. And in fact, he even made the uh, startling claim, in my opinion, that uh, they would be forced to sell Jetstar. 
Now, yeah. I find that pretty amazing considering they're trying to model the entire operation on the way Jetstar is set up, or pretty much anyway. So uh, that, that was a pretty big statement, and he would have known that would have hit the headlines. Whether you like Alan Joyce or whether you hate him, you would have to say that uh, he works the media very, very well. I don't know, mate. It's uh, it's a very interesting world to live in and to watch all this unfold. Uh, a lot of chicken littling, oh, the sky is falling, and oh, it'll cause huge changes and irreparable problems. And there are aspects of what's being discussed and the potential changes that realistically, if applied as per their written, would pretty much take out most airlines based in Australia. It's interesting, Grant, the main protagonist here from the government side of things, and in fact, he's not even a member of the government, is uh, Independent Senator Nick Xenophon from South Australia. He's uh, He's been quite vocal in his opposition to the way that uh, Qantas has been uh, handling itself, particularly during the time of the shutdown. And uh, if you want to hear uh, Senator uh, Xenophon talking, you can go back to episode 77 of PCDU where we spoke to him. Uh, he certainly, uh, it's certainly going to be a big standoff and uh, even a showdown between uh, himself and uh, Alan Joyce. It'll all be a question of who has more political pull. Now, I don't know the way the uh, there's been some changes in the Australian Parliament lately with regard to the power base. I don't know that Xenophon has as, as much pull as he did, let's say six months ago. So that could be very interesting. It's at least shining light on some of the methods and practices that Qantas are trying to use to get around the Qantas Sale Act and to have their own way in terms of chasing the bottom line. Uh, whether these are good or bad, that's what's being discussed. Well, interesting times, mate. Uh, We'll certainly keep everybody informed on that one. Uh, Those hearings will be going again uh, next week, so uh, that should make for some interesting news. But that's everything we have for you in this week's Australia Desk Report. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And, yep, I'm still Grant McCarran. Good on you, mate. We'll see you next week. Production by Southern Skies. Online media.